0: Welcome back to the podcast. I have basically a family member with us today. Her name is Venika. I'm going to have you spell it and look it up on Instagram right now if you like, my listener. V E N I K A. She is under Venika Music on Instagram. She's a lifelong singer and performer. She blends tools and wisdom acquired for a life from a life on the stage. With practices that can be really a vector for healing. I am her private client now. For many, many years, she has been a part of our family. Vinika, welcome.
1: Thank you, Elena. Mm. And may I just say thank you for introducing me as Vinika? <laughs> of course. It's uh, a powerful thing. And I am, it's the name I was given at birth, but I am. You know, accustomed to people calling me Nikki, and I've been trying to get better at just saying, "Hey, I'm Vanika." And so, uh, it it just felt so good to hear you say my name, and you pronounced it exquisitely, of course, because you know it. But it, it I'm often uh, correcting people about it. So that was just that just felt like home, of course. Oh,
0: beautiful, beautiful. Permission to share how we know each other originally. Oh yes, please. Amazing. We're going back now. Let's see. At least 12 years, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Easy. 12 years ago, Skylar Grant, who is the one of the co-founders of Wanderlust, Wanderlust Studio, Wanderlust Festival, Kula Yoga Studio back in the day in New York, she introduced us. And for a, a while, really, we had the great privilege, which really did feel like a privilege of having you care For Jonah, when our usual sitter was either away or otherwise occupied. Our listener, this is important because whenever Vanika was with my kid, music was happening, creative play was happening in ways that I, as his mother, couldn't possibly summon, in ways that even his regular sitter couldn't possibly summon there was a totally different relation that they had because Benika was never actually around all that much. You came on a couple of trips with us, which were pivotal in my life. One was about eight years ago, and one was probably six or seven years ago. And you and Jonah were able to get very close. And I consider you absolutely a part of my family, and I credit you in, in great part for... Jonah's musicality and his willingness to be silly uh, that <laughs> persists to this day.
1: Oh, I love to hear that and uh you know, you all were my family in New York and when I think of New York, I think of you, I think of Jonah um and so it's it's really cool to after all of these years in and, and seeing how You know, our lives have evolved. I mean, and Jonah's considerable height, which I just can't get over. Six foot two. No, no. Yes. Literally, he came into the kitchen,
0: I don't know, three, four days ago. James and I were standing there. We cocked our heads to the side. We looked at each other. We said, Jonah, I think you've actually grown this night.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: He is now officially taller than James, who is six one. Wow. It is. He's still the same, you know, teddy bear that he was, but he's so much his own man. He has the height that he always dreamt of having. And, Mm -hmm. you know, he's
1: still that guy. He's still the sweet, sweetness that he was. Yeah. I I got to hear his voice recently because Tony gave me a call. Oh, um, that's Jonah was in the car and I was like, wait, who's this man that's in the car with you? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the silliness, that's what I think of with Jonah. And silliness is definitely part of my love language and just like what I want more of constantly. And so we really, like, I, I was having fun when we were playing all of our silly, silly games. So
0: I remember. <laughs>
1: I remember seeing and hearing you guys.
0: I had um, the great privilege of being around when you guys, at, at certain points when you guys were together and I had to work. So... I know exactly what went down. But I want to focus on you right now and I want to focus on the way in which I'm working with you now. So this started when I had our listener for your information and context. I had Vanika come onto our mentorship as a guest expert. Mentorship is a ongoing monthly portal. I have a few hundred great humans in there. We learn together. We share space once a month together. I prepare like as if I had a college final for this shared space every month and I fully enjoy. I think I'm in my zone, in my zone of genius even, uh, in leading the mentorship. I love it so much. All the topics, many different things. I had Vanika on as a guest expert and we sort of went through a practice of freeing our voices, as it were. What she does currently having been trained extensively as a musician, having been a lead singer for a band, having been a yoga meditation teacher, now Vinika is basically running a voice studio and it's virtual. And it can be in person, of course, but for me, it's virtual. She taught. She taught us, you taught us how to ascertain where the voice is coming from. And this is what we continue to do in our private work together. Where's my voice coming from? Is it coming from my belly? Is it coming from my heart or is it coming from my throat? And I'm learning how to come from where I choose, depending on the situation, mostly from the belly, of course. But what's really cool is when I sing with you now, I, I I can determine the difference between throat and heart. And there is a really different resonance. Um, but now you're basically inviting your students to learn how to practice self-acceptance. This is my experience. So correct me if I'm wrong. how to practice self-acceptance through this very soulful exploration of our own authenticity. Yes, is that is that true?
1: Oh yeah. And that's what it feels like. The the singing aspect of it is actually the a cornerstone. And it, it took me a while to realize that because when I started, people right. knew me as a singer and or, or knew me as a yoga teacher or someone who holds space and would say, Hey, will you help me open up my voice? Or hey, will you help me empower my voice in some way? And um it it did start out at this, as this kind of vague, like, okay, let's figure out what that is. But what I, what I realized is what people are connecting to in the voice work is the singing. (laughs) And it's because it's sound generated by you, by your own body. And it's a way to experience your power in real time. Like you said, you, you've, started to hone in on where am I producing sound from, where am I generating the vowels, the emotions, and getting an awareness around that, the expression of that is really uh, sung. And one thing that I say all the time, and this is not my quote, but we talk about singing being crying on pitch. And so, yeah, singing is crying on pitch. Who said that? It's, it's a, a thing we say in music land. <laughs> I, I wonder who s- said it originally, but it's just something I've always known. And I, my, my training's also as an actor. So I think I first heard that in the context of <laughs> if you've ever watched a musical, and there comes a moment where the words will not do. Just talking won't do. And uh, the emotion gets to a certain point where they burst into song. Um, Yeah. And of course, in our regular adult day-to-day lives, we're not just bursting into song all the time necessarily. But because of that idea of singing being crying on pitch, the infants that we were... Did do this, and your voice, your cry, is the way that you made your needs known in the world. It's the way that you are located in the world. You you say, "Hey, I'm over here. Find me over here," and those sounds come from uh, the essence of who we are. Those you know, each of the chakras have an associated vowel sound. It's the uh, ah. Just think of a, a, a a child crying, and then something amazing happens as we age, which is we acquire language skills, which is amazing. (laughs) And uh, most of us will acquire language skills. And what that does is those consonants come into play and shape those sounds into little units of meaning called words. And then we can, instead of crying, we can, you know, ask for what we need potentially, but what also happens is we get conditioned out of just letting the the raw emotion, the raw sound just emerge from us. And we are told, Hey, use your words. <laughs> um, and I, it's so good to be able to use your words. And that's, that's a whole skill in and of itself. It's a big part of my practice and training, but there's just something about connecting to that, that raw, just like this is sound. And that's why the impact of music and song can be felt despite the language. You can hear something and feel that emotion being communicated, you feel the information coming through. And so I geek out about this so fast. So... <laughs>
0: I love it. I, what What's fascinating to me is I feel what you're talking about in our time, in our lessons together. Mm-hmm. Like I can feel that I'm finding as much as I present and talk, I'm finding a new connection to my sound current. Yeah. And it's really cool.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's pretty inescapable when you start tapping into that um, because I, I have some principles that I work with, um, that, you know, I definitely should codify in a way, but one of them that I, I love for my students to think about is presence and resonance and, and the power of recruiting all of your cells for at one task, and so when you're singing a simple vowel, uh, there is a way in which you could do that unthinkingly, right? And you know, so many of us are speaking just all day for work, for whatever we're doing. It's it's one of our most high rep activities, speaking, and then of course breathing. But there's something that happens when you bring your powerful awareness to what you're doing, and you recognize, wow. To make to produce that sound, it really required all of me. And what do I, uh, what happens when I recognize that and I call on those parts and I give them voice and expression? Then the other part of that is this, um, uh, is this more universal understanding is that you're tapping into this pool of sound. And I know that's kind of an abstract idea, but this idea that. We, we are all sort of swimming in this sea of sounds, all of us. And when we, when we make our sounds, they're coming from this deeper place. And, and that's, that's, that's where the understanding comes in. That's where even things as that, that we're just used to like someone's tone and, um, Uh, sarcasm or, you know, whatever those things are, that information's being communicated from something deeper and bigger. So taking a moment to pause and uh, recognize that as powerful. And then the other, the step further that I, I like to take it and I think is so powerful is understanding the vessel that it's coming from. And so, so many of us uh, who have spent a lot of time Doing work on our bodies, or um, just about anything. <laughs> almost there's almost everything has this kind of idea of like, oh, I, I've got to, I've got to work this, and if I don't use this, I'm going to lose it. I've got to open up my hips. I've got to, you know, there's these areas of our bodies that we give specific attention to of our way in the world. I'm doing personal development, but I, I think that it's important to. Also bring attention to your voice. As I said it's that high rep thing. And so it's powerful to start to understand, you know, I've taken for granted my saying this sentence. What is required? And so I I really love teaching people to understand what's the musculature of your articulators, how what's the relationship with that and your vagus nerve? How does that f- connect with your diaphragm and your breathing and all of it? Getting an understanding of that is not just powerful. It's also fun because then you start to recognize how you can uh, influence it more. And being able to do that connects you to your power.
0: An incredible explanation because what th- one of the results of our work together, pr- our private work together, is that I feel much more confident I'm not winging it anymore when I present I'm conserving energy prior. I'm having periods of intentional silence prior. It's a very different world when you're focusing on this, you know, particularly in this time, because we are all, as you said, speaking constantly. So I'm very grateful for that explanation. You, Our listener, it's important to note that Nikki has shared the stage And opened up for acts like the Indigo Girls and Alan Stone. She has an incredible solo musical project. Various singles on Spotify. So I want to encourage you to go over to Spotify right now. V-E-N-I-K-A. There's a little dot in there. V-E
1: dot N-I-K-A. Thank you. Yeah.
0: On Spotify. And look for the latest single, which is called Here. It's stunning you're going to fall over you're going to start to cry most likely but i i would like to ask you just a couple more things before we go at one point you were singing at the big quiet in mm-hmm. new york this was pre-pandemic obviously and it was a very special thing and i would love for you to talk about it because i in, in my memory and i could be wrong about this but in my memory it was kind of one of those moments where you realized that you could have the things that you love to do, the space holding, the musical uh, offering, be your work. And I feel like that was a turning point for you to realize that you didn't have to separate commerce from your creativity. I want to talk about that because your our listener, um, you know, most likely is working through something like this.
1: Hmm. Wow. <laughs> yes. It's, I have so many thoughts about that, especially just now in ways that I'm evolving, but just to first speak specifically about the big quiet and also the, uh, offshoot of that Medi club. I wrote a song with one of my best friends and the the lead singer of great Caesar. Um, we wrote a song, Called here and now, and um, we did it because uh, Jesse, who leads the Big Quiet, asked us, "Like, hey, let's get a song at the end where you know, just a, a closing song everybody knows." And um, he, he was thinking along the lines of like uh, uh, "Let It Be" or you know that that kind of like a feel good song that everyone could sing. And as I was reflecting on it, I I deeply felt the song that. This crew needs to sing. And you know, and I was a part of that crew, is it hasn't been written yet. And why not birth a song out of us? And the other thing was, why not get get everyone singing? And um, I, I love performing. Let me make that abundantly clear. And I, I hope to continue have to have a career where I'm performing everywhere. Uh but the thing that i also know is that people who enjoy watching live music i really believe they also desire making that 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 noise <laughs> they they want to participate even if they don't even know it yet there's this desire to join in that's what's fun about concerts about church about you know wherever it is that people gather and and sing together and so um I wrote a song, I wrote lyrics that felt like they spoke to that moment and, um, did not think very much of it until we first performed it. And I broke the audience down into, um, sections and we all sang it together. And over the years, that song's become known as the Medi Club song. And, um, yeah. Um and I I the the latest time that I got to sing that song was last summer at the Brooklyn oh my goodness the garden the Brooklyn Botanical Garden uh with Deepak Chopra was there and we uh led an amazing event. It was like a live stream with thousands of people all over and you know I think as I'm recounting that from where I am today, it's like that is that is so powerful and cool. <laughs> that a uh, thing created in the name of community and expression uh, can be shared in that way. Now, because of my upbringing and uh, a lot of us have, you know, different ideas about what we should be, earning from, I had a lot of stories and I, I still am untangling them. I had a lot of ideas about which work, which efforts in the world I ought to be compensated for. And the ones that made people feel good or were of a healing nature felt like they needed to be offered and given freely. <laughs> and, um, uh, that that was the most noble way to do it. And that if I, if, if there was some other way of going about that, that I would, um, mess up the, there's a thing in, you know, churchy land that we call the anointing, like this, this special gifting that I would mess it up. If I, if I said to anybody, Hey, look at me doing this, or, Hey, here's the, uh, here is the exchange for these gifts. And, um, with teachers like you, and and time itself <laughs> i've i've learned that one there needs to be no guilt about shining and about being seen and that 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 story about you know no, you know not getting seen or not getting honored or receiving exchange for that was keeping the things that actually might help people Hidden and and more importantly, not more importantly, but in a way, it was keeping keeping me from getting the help that I needed or getting the the life that I wanted. And so, um, you 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 know me <laughs> very well, um, and you know I I continue to grow in this. But one of the things of late that I've come to recognize is that um, I think I thought that I had to um, be able to offer this, these modalities in a way that this certain market, uh, would appreciate. Okay. So it's, it's wellness people who seem to be attracted to this. How do I fit into that? And what I seem to be learning and really of late is that it, what really helps and what really dare I say Pays is that okay to say? Um <laughs> you
0: better be saying okay. it because the two do not have to be mutually exclusive. Yeah, that, that's why I wanted to hear this story. Keep going.
1: Yeah, I, I'm discovering that it's 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 going to be the things that are really at the center of my joy and what really turns me on. And so for instance, uh just thinking about the voice work, I have recently become very clear about the fact I want to work with singers. And I think that that includes everyone, first of all, but also being clear with myself that I'm not going to turn my work into something that it isn't naturally. That that it that it isn't flowing out of me to do, and even though I, because of some of my uh, amazing survival skills, and then also because of, um, yeah, it, it's it's nice to be able to adapt to. Oh, what would you like? How 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 can I serve here? But what is feeling more exciting and recently, and hopefully, you know, more fruitful is what is exciting to me, and that that is actually what is desired. And it's a big lesson for me because I've always been certain that the way that I can serve best is by being just a loopy noodle, flexible, what do you need? How can I fit in here? Um, And and just this open vessel to impose you know, uh, what other people might want. It's been a, it's a, it's been a skill that helped me at a certain point, but now I am recognizing, and it's, it's, it's funny because it's something that I teach, but I'm also just learning. Do you ever have anything like that? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That it's like, okay, I I learned this at some point, but it's, it's spiraled around again or circled around again to where I'm learning it in in a new way. But one of the, Cornerstones of how I teach is with this idea of witnessing, and and it's a twofold approach in my mind. This idea of witnessing, and I'll explain what I mean, what that means, because for some people that word might have a an olden connotation. But what I mean by that is uh, when I'm in a space with someone, whether it's this the space of this call in this moment, or with my students, or in an audition, or whatever it is, I am practicing witnessing well. And the power in that is, especially for me as an artist, is is um, like, I can't say enough about it because one, as an artist, I love looking at the world with a keen eye. I love saying, oh, I like this. I don't like this. Or this is good. Or this is bad, which is great. I, I, I mean, I love artists and I love that we can have those opinions. But often when that's my only way of tuning into the world, of looking at other people and other things, that's the only way I'm regarding myself (laughs) is, oh, this is good. This is bad. That's not good enough. This could be better. And so witnessing is this practice of showing up and practicing being in appreciation. And then the flip side of it, when I'm in the, the seat of the student or the performer or on the other side of anything is practicing, expecting to be witnessed well. And it's, it's a it's a real trick because we're really good at the other thing. We're really good at, oh, I know they might say this about, you know, I grew up poor. So I'm used to thinking, oh, my clothes or oh, my appearance or oh, my blackness or oh, my whatever it is. There's always something that's that I'm thinking, oh, I got to hold back or, or expecting to be disregarded in some way. And so it's powerful to enter something with just the practice. And even if you're not nailing it, just the practice of, oh, I'm expecting to be witnessed well. And so just to bring this back around to this idea of compensation, it's empowering me to learn that again, because it's helping me recognize, oh, the, the most important thing to honor is what I love and what I feel I'm, what I know that I'm capable of and lead with that and not with this, oh, I can be that. I can do that. I can fit into that box. Uh, And, um, and, and really trust that even if everyone's not applauding and Lord knows often they're not, the world, the world is full of critics, but, but I have set the tone in myself for, love and appreciation, safety and acceptance. And it, when I'm moving in that way, it really, um, it's really what I move into and towards. Does that make sense? I'm just like talking and talking. (laughs) No, What? not only does it make perfect sense, it
0: is a crucial teaching. Mm -hmm. Your, your creation in terms of your resonance, in terms of your offering, in terms of your, personal space is what people want. They don't want you to fit into a box, at least not the people with whom you wish to work. Exactly. They want you to be so fully yourself that you're bringing something that nobody else could possibly bring. Mm -hmm. And that is the most profound teaching of all. For anyone listening, if you're listening to this and you don't know what you're going to do next and you don't know how to bring it to the world, trust us. Your original thought, your super passion, that's what the world needs. They don't need you to look around, see what other people are doing, and then do that to fit into those boxes.
1: Right. And it's... You know, I have to really say, um, just because this is a part of my current practice right now, I have to say I am thankful and I honor the parts of myself that knew and knows how to fit into that box, and I honor the part of me that is the keen eye, and I I I uh, integrate it even, Um, and that's important because that was a part of me and it helped me get here. And I don't want to be banishing any parts of myself in this, but the next level is saying, thanks, but we're, we're doing it this way now. (laughs) And so, um, if you are, to the listener if you are in a place where it's like oh shit i have been doing that or i don't exactly know how to to do this other thing and they said i that i that it sucked whatever it was or they said that um that i ne- it needed more work whatever that is honoring the part of yourself that 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 I don't even want to say that that was cuz it's a part of you um is an important part of moving forward and maintaining trust in yourself and i think that um oftentimes when we learn that we could have done better it's for many of us instead of that getting integrated as okay i could have done better and i will it it becomes this little shame shadow and Uh, slowly over time we start to erode the trust in ourselves and you're worthy of your trust and doing this, putting that thing out there, whatever it is, is how you build the trust up again.
0: That's right. That's very well said.
1: Yeah. Well, I feel
0: like that is a real gem and not what I had expected to touch upon with you. Um, And Mm -hmm. thankful. So thankful for it. I think. Many of our listeners into the future will be very thankful for it as well. Mm. Do your thing. Do Do yourself. (laughs) Do you, boo. Listen, what I would love to share now with our listener is exactly how they can find you Mm -hmm. in terms of the one-on-one work that you do, any group work that you're doing. Are Are you still doing work in corporations? I would love to hear more about that so that our listener can work with you.
1: Yes. Um, so if you are out there and you're interested in singing, doing voice work through singing, you can visit my website, which is NikkiMorrisette.com. Um, that's, shall I spell it now? Yeah, I'll spell it. It's N-I-K-I-M-O-R-R-I-S-S-E-T-T-E.com and uh, backslash expression coaching there, you can uh, fill out a form and it'll come to me. And I actually, I do do, I do do in-person sessions, but I, I am loving the virtual world. It lends itself to freedom in a way that um, I could say more about. But um, so I, I, I love that form of it. So yeah, you can find me there and wherever you are in the world, um, we can sing together. Um, Also, if you are interested in the corporate offerings, one, I work with a company called Flow and Tell, which is based out of New York City. And so I, I do some corporate work through that company. And you can also reach me through that same site that I mentioned before, com. There's a contact me page there um, where you can reach out to me about coming into your corporate setting and using these tools and not just the vocal tools, but also um, my work from the world of improv. Um, there's all kinds of things. I love going into that setting and getting people to be silly and goofy and honest and free um, and and have a good time or um, to really settle their nervous systems. So, um, Beautiful. yeah. Beautiful. And then my music, which is where there more of that is coming. I have an album coming out this year that I'm working on. And um, yeah, wherever m- music streams, you can find my music.
0: So... <clears throat> Here's your Jewish grandmother talking. Oh, um, yes. Is there any way that we can change your website from Nikki Morissette to Vinika Music now that?
1: Yeah. You know, Let's do Grandma. That. It's it's come up uh, several times in the last week, and I've been uh, thinking like, okay, maybe it's time. It's such a uh, if my, if my last little story here. The, the whole name thing is so big for me, and I've I've shared about it like on an, an Instagram post. But you know, Vanika is the name I was given at birth, and. Uh, it's this big name. It like, I, I I feel even just seeing it written, it's like, oh, it has so much character and presence and it's so ethnic. And when I was, I was in a foster care when I was little. And one of the places that I went to my first day of school, a kid started calling me the N-word, the N-word. And so it's, that just ruined it for me for years, for, uh, decades. (laughs) And, uh, Nikki, my nickname is the name that I feel makes me safe and handleable and cute, but I'm learning. So I made the switch. I I made the switch with, as an artist to say, no, I'm going to be a That's my artist name, but I'm realizing that it's my name, name. And I love Nikki. that I'm always going to be Nikki. And I I think of like you, Elena, call me Nichols. And I Mm just, I melt when people make nicknames out of my nickname and call me Nikki. But I, I'm realizing, Oh, that I want that to be reserved for the people in my life that have the right to call me Nikki and Nick like that. That's a, I, you know, the people who do see me as a precious, sweet thing. And we, we all need to be precious and sweet. Like you're Mm (laughs) Lainey, but it would be, you know, it w- wouldn't be appropriate in a way if you showed up somewhere and, and someone called you by that. And so you're right, grandma, that I, I, I want to show up as my professional and also most authentic self as big as it is, as um, maybe difficult to pronounce as it is. I that, That's one of my tensions with it is that people are always mispronouncing it. But I, you're right. <laughs> you're right.
0: I'm happy about that. I think I think if you need to just reach out to Michelle over email, you know, just to find out how to do it, you can redirect Nikki Morissette to Vanika Music. Like, let's just get you sorted under one roof, everything there. So for our listener, when you go look you can look for Nikki Morissette.com forward slash expression coaching. Coaching. Um but if you go to com two R's, two S's, one K, mm-hmm. you will be redirected probably to Vaniga Music within the, within the time that this podcast is able to be released. So yeah,
1: it's an easy fix. I, I know what to do. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, good. Bottom line. I love you. I love you so much.
0: So much. It's a real treat to watch you find the thing that you do best and do it with so much love and passion and to have it make a difference in people's lives as as it has mine, like a profound difference, and to have it be a source of income for you. Mm -hmm. I cannot tell you the joy that this brings me. And uh, I'm just so proud of you. Thank
1: you, Elena. I'm, I'm so thankful to you forever and ever for seeing me and um, yeah, it's an honor and I miss you same, my God, get out here oh yes
0: get over here, let's go for a walk let me cook you some Thai soup come Ooh. on okay, yes I'll that Today today's, this morning's activity I love you Vanika and our listener, thank you so much for being here more to come
1: Yes. thank you, Alina.
0: AG1 for sponsoring the Practice You podcast. My listener, you've been hearing me talk about AG1 for some time. I think I've been taking it daily for almost three years. 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens in one scoop in the morning. The best way to start your day. Supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus. And longevity, the conversation of the moment. The taste is delicious. It's suitable whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. It contains less than one gram of sugar. No nonsense in here at all. It's a multivitamin that your body will actually absorb. If you are wanting to make an investment in your health and longevity, AG1 costs you less than $3 a day far less expensive, and definitely less time-consuming than many different supplements. Reclaim your health. Arm your immune system with convenient, delicious daily nutrition. And since you listen to the Practice You podcast, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-boosting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com forward slash elena. Once again, that's athleticgreens.com forward slash elena. Take ownership of your health, my listener. And thank you, Athletic Greens and AG1.